made me first suspect Joe was that he knew more than any innocent person should have known. I suspected Irene the moment I heard the fireman's testimony. You heard the unimportant fact. I suspected, I suspected Elaine. I suspected the postman after he testified. I suspected. I suspected. Listen to radio's newest, most interesting and thrilling program, Suspicion. Suspicion. Somewhere in the drama about to be presented is a seemingly unimportant fact. A hidden clue that first casts suspicion on the ultimate culprit. Listen regularly to this thrilling series. Test your powers of observation and deduction and find the hidden clue. It may be a single line, a sound, perhaps a complete scene. All names and characters depicted in the story are fictitious. Any resemblance to persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. In the story we presented last time in this series... Arrested with regret. Do you remember this scene? In his office at the French Sûreté, Leon Gascon first hears of the death of André Favard. Yes? Leon Gascon speaking. His wife reported it there. What did she say? Her exact words, if you remember them. Mm hmm. Drew a gun. Struggle. Gun went off accidentally. But the doctor's description is given to Leon Gascon. Bruise the left cheek, bullet entered half inch and the right eye. Hmm? That all, Doctor? That is all I saw. The hidden clue, ladies and gentlemen, was the difference in the testimonies of Charlotte Favar, the dead man's wife, and the doctors. Charlotte Favar said the gun had gone off while she was struggling with her husband. And in that case, there should have been a powder burn. However, there was no powder burn. Now we present Death at the Throttle. Few minutes past ten o'clock on the morning of May 9th in the luxurious office belonging to Albert Morgan, powerful financier and manufacturer. Oh, look here, Morgan. If you take up that note at this time, I'll be ruined. Corson and Company's picking up a lot of new business, but we're we're barely making ends meet. That's too bad, Corson. If you give me just 90 days more, I'll promise that every cent will be repaid. I've extended your loan once, Corson. I make it a point not to extend notes a second time. But when I borrowed the money, good Lord, Morgan, don't you remember saying you'd carry the note as long as I paid the interest? It was a gentleman's agreement. No, I don't recall anything like that. You... you mean you're going to drive me out of business? That's the general idea. Why, you dirty, double-crossing... Carson, I've been after your scalp for a good many years. Now I've got it. I'm going to keep it. Miss Raymond... Yes, Mr. Morgan. Miss Raymonds, tell Mr. Jepson to start foreclosure proceedings against Caution and Company. Yes, sir. Oh, there's a Miss Beamer here to see you, sir. Miss Beamer, huh? I'll send her in when Caution leaves. Yes, sir. You manufactured patent logs, eh, Caution? 
Well, it looks as if I'm going into the lock business. Yes. <laughs> Unless I raise $30,000 before midnight. You won't. But if you should, then get in touch with Charlie Jepson. I'm taking the Nighthawk to the coast. The Nighthawk, eh? Vulture would be more fitting. Anytime you want a job, Corson, come around. I can always use an extra janitor. <laughs> Mr. Morgan? Huh? Oh. What do you want, Miss Beamer? It's about my brother. Huh? Philip Beamer. He worked in the stock room. Yes, a thief. Well, what's the matter? Mr. Morgan, I don't know exactly how much Phil, my brother, took, but... Miss Beamer, your brother is a thief. He's not a thief. No? Then why is he in jail? I mean, he isn't a real criminal. He, he can rot in jail, as far as I'm concerned. He couldn't buy me off for $1,000. He stole my money. He's going to pay for it. But sending him to jail won't bring back your money, Mr. Morgan. I know that. But it may teach my other employees a lesson. That's all, Miss Beamer. Please don't be so hard on him. I'm just doing what the law allows. I've always done it. I always will. Good day, Miss Beamer. Oh, but... Morgan, you lousy rat, I'm going to... Wait outside, Paulding. Yeah, what's the matter? You afraid this dame will find out the truth about you, huh? I said to wait outside, Paulding. I'm going to kill you, Morgan. You stole my invention. I saw the plans in Clark's office in my handwriting. He was copying them. If you're so sure of yourself, take it to law. Yeah, and what chance would I have? You and your whole rotten company had perjured yourselves without batting an eye. It's happened before. Get your paycheck and clear out. You can't fire me. You're not big enough. I've quit. But there's one thing I'm going to do before I walk out of here, and that's give you a good... Oh! Mr. Paulding, you shouldn't have hit... Oh, Miss... If anyone killed Morgan, he should get a vote of thanks. Yes, I think you're right. I'd like to get a reservation on the Nighthawk. Yes, sir. A drawing room, if you have one. Very well, sir. The name's Corson, Richard Corson. Yes, Mr. Corson. You can have drawing room B, car 81. Mr. Albert Morgan has drawing room. I'd like to get an upper on the Nighthawk, please. Yes, Miss Beamer. I can give you upper seven, car 81. Have you a lower berth left on the Nighthawk? Yes, sir. Lower ten, car 81. And the name, sir? Paulding. Jackson Paulding. Did you all ring for me, Mr. Morgan? Yes. Yes, of course. Yes, sir. Hang the do not disturb sign on my door. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Wait a minute, Porter. Yes, sir, Mr. Morgan. A few people on the train, three to be exact, it might cause some trouble. In case anything happens to me, give this letter to the conductor. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Is there anything else, Mr. Morgan, sir? No, that's all. Oh, um, call me at eight tomorrow morning. If I don't answer, come in and wake me. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Good night, Mr. Morgan, sir. Mr. Morgan, sir. A telegram for you, Mr. Morgan. A telegram for you all, Mr. Morgan, sir. Oh, Mr. Morgan, sir, there's a telegram for Mr. Morgan. Uh, 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 for Mr. Morgan. Mr. Morgan. No, sir, Mr. Holy, I, I ain't going in there. You all can kick me off in the train, but... I'm going into drawing room A no more, sir. Not while Mr. Mogan's in there. No, 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 sir. All right, Sam. All right. Now, uh, now, where's the letter he gave you? Here he is, sir. He's almighty welcome to it, Mr. Holy. When Mr. Mogan done give it to me, he says to give it to you all if anything happens. Sure enough, no, no, no more than half an hour later, he went off and got himself killed. That, uh, that, that there's the letter he done give me, sir. All right, Sam. All right. 
If uh, anything should happen to me, question Richard Corson, Miss Helen Beamer, Jackson Paulding. They are weakly... Mr. Holden, Mr. Holden, today isn't this here call. In this car, huh? Yeah, 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 yes, sir. I see. Call Miss Beamer first, Tam. I'll be in drawing room A. When she leaves, send in Mr. Corson. Mr. Paulding, as soon as Mr. Corson leaves. Got that straight? Uh, I reckon I have, Mr. Holden, sir, yes, sir. Come in. Miss Beamer, did you know the late Mr. Albert Morgan? The late Mr. Albert... Is he dead? Yes, murdered. Oh. Well, I... Well, Mr. Morgan knew you were on this train, and uh, in a letter he told the porter to give to me. He named you as one of the people who were... All right. I didn't know him, Mr. Hawley, but I... I didn't kill him. Where were you between 9.30 and 10 this evening? In the observation car, I think. Huh? I mean, I went back there around half past nine, and I, I believe I stayed there for half an hour. It might have been less. Were you alone? Most of the time. Twice some people opened the door, but they said it was too cold out on the platform. It was cold. I, I was sitting in a dark corner. I don't suppose they saw me. Why should Mr. Morgan have thought you he might have... going to send my brother to prison. Not merely because Philip had stolen from him, but Mr. Morgan was going to make an example of him. I see. I, I saw Mr. Morgan this evening, but he wouldn't listen to me. Said his legal department was handling the case and nothing could stop him. Mm, I see. What were you thinking when you left Mr. Morgan? I I would have killed him if I'd had the courage. And I'm to understand that you didn't see him, Mr. Corson. Not exactly that, Holly. I did pass him in the club car, but we didn't speak. I knew it would have been useless to say anything. Hmm. Now that Morgan's dead, my plans are changed. Eh? Holly, I have exactly $100 to my name. Not a cent more. I'm not a young man. Still, I knew there was one way in which I could strike back at Morgan. Yes? What's that? By suicide. No, I'm serious. I wrote a long letter this evening explaining everything. It wouldn't have hurt his business especially, but it would have ruined him socially. And his wife is quite socially inclined. Here's the letter. You wrote it on the train, Mr. Corson? Yes. Between half past nine and ten o'clock, eh? No, I'm afraid I can't use the letter as an alibi, Holly. Handwriting's not at all shaky. If you were contemplating suicide, surely... You see, Holly, I I had made up my mind. There was nothing to prevent my suicide except... except death. What good would it have done me to kill him? Morgan's business won't die with him. It'll go on for years, Holly. Probably for generations. Where were you between 9.30 and 10? In the club car. I was reading a rather stupid yarn built around an amateur detective. But I deduced the killer long before the would-be Sherlock did. Did you talk to anyone, Mr. Paulding? I told you I was reading. Aside from that, I'm quite choosy about whom I speak to. But if you think I murdered Morgan, you're wrong. Not that I regret his death. I think it's fine. But I'm not the one that... Mr. Holden, we'll get into Jonesburg. All right, Sam. Now, Mr. Paulding, I must insist you don't attempt to leave this car without my permission. Okay, Sherlock. Run along and polish up your badge, but watch your step or there'll be trouble. The, the, the sheriff will be aboard in a couple of minutes, Mr. Holder, sir. Very well, Sam. I'll have the murderer for him. You all aims to do which, Mr. Holder, sir? Just tell the sheriff to see me, Sam. Come in. What do you want, Holly? Sheriff's coming aboard in a few seconds, Mr. Corson. 
To arrest you for the murder of Albert Morgan. Quite so, Holly. I did kill him, but there'll be no arrest. Huh? Not this time. Remember my suicide note? Good Lord, man, you, you can't... Stay where you are, I'll shoot. Never be too certain of what other people will do. That was Morgan's mistake and mine. But, uh... They say that death by cyanide is painless. I'm going to find out. After Conductor Holly finished telling the sheriff what had happened... Well, I don't see anything in Corson's testimony that looks like suspicion, Holly. He lied in one detail, Sheriff. It wasn't an important lie, but it did cast suspicion on him. You see, when he... Ladies and gentlemen, did you discover the hidden clue that caused Conductor Holly to suspect Corson? Write in and tell us the hidden clue you found. And to check your powers of observation and deduction, listen for the correct hidden clue in this story the next time we present... Suspicion! Suspicion! 